Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Um, this is my complete recap of the uh, Raiders' 63-21 win over the Los Angeles Chargers here at Allegiant Stadium just a short time ago. I say a short time ago, a couple hours ago. We've been we've been working and, and doing all of this. So let me take you inside. Literally, just a short time ago, left the locker room. Um, I talked with AP, talked with Aiden O'Connell, uh, Zeke Trezevant, one of our other assistant beat writers, talked with Devante, Jermaine Illuminor, and I think Jack Jones. So uh, let's just dig into this performance tonight because there's a lot of things here. The Raiders scored the most points um, in franchise history. Um, it's the most points ever scored after being shut out the, the previous game. There's a lot of things here to go into, and I want to get into all of that with you. First of all, um, the decision to move offensive coordinator Bull Hart agreed. By the way, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate you. We are growing so fast, and things are going really well. I just and thank you for that. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share. As you know, we bring you massive amounts of content. It's free, and I appreciate you um, liking it, subscribing to it, and sharing it. Now, the Bull Hart agree gets moved up to the booth, and it clearly paid off. Now, that was Antonio Pierce's decision. You can go watch the video I did with him, uh, or I did with him. Everybody did at the press conference. I asked him about it, and he talked about what went into that. Second of all, you saw Aiden gaining confidence. Now, all week, if you watched the videos and read what we wrote, um, I asked AP about it on Monday. Um, I asked uh, Aiden O'Connell on Tuesday, Devontae Adams on Tuesday about attacking. They had to get the ball down the field. And let's just say this, um, because it's not a bad thing, but Antonio Pierce made it very clear what his expectations were. And they bumped Bo up into the booth and it, looked like an, uh, you know, a very much improved um, Raiders offense. Now, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, which I don't understand, and I'm not going to give them their own platform, <laughs> but I want to address it saying, well, it's just like the Giants game. <laughs> First of all, if you think that the Chargers are as bad as the Giants, other than coaching, it, I can't do anything about that. That's not the case. The Raiders were able to keep Khalil Mack totally in check. In fact, I want to check one thing super quick because I don't want to be wrong. Um, Aiden O'Connell was sacked one time. Once. And this is after this team dominated them in L.A. Um, I have said to you all week that I felt like if AP had been the coach, the Raiders would have won in L.A. And I think you see why tonight there was um, some things that I, I wanted to make sure that you saw, you know, I've heard a couple of say, well, they were down Justin Herbert. Yep. They were. And Keenan Cole. Yep. I'm uh, Keenan Cole and, and Keenan, they're, they're, they're number one receiver. Yep. They were. Mm -hmm. And the Raiders were without two starting offensive linemen in the NFL's leading rusher from last season, who would have been a huge part of the game. And so they knew that they had to attack. 
And let me go over this storyline with you because I think this is funny. Aiden O'Connell, 34 passes, 24 completions, 248 yards, four touchdowns, zero interception. His rating was a 121. That's a phenomenal performance. That may, we're going to have to see how the weekend plays out, but that could be the highest performance of the weekend, again, for him. Oh, by the way, he was that earlier, just a short time ago. I think it was the Chiefs game. But look at this one. This is the one that got me. They threw two passes with another person. So 36 total passes tonight. And when you look at rushing, they only ran 26 times. So they knew, okay, we're down, Josh. We're going to have to win with Aiden's arm. And that's what they did. They attacked down the field. It was the first time um, all year that I've seen Aiden play with supreme confidence. Not arrogance, but supreme confidence. You can see why this team believes in him. You can see why AP believes in him. That's why when AP got the head coaching job, he made the decision. That's going to be my starting quarterback. I believe in him. And I want to ride with him. And you saw it. And I think tonight you saw a couple things. Um, We've been talking about rookie head coaches, rookie offensive coordinators, rookie quarterbacks. Those people have to make adjustments. Those people have to learn. It's a different role. And I think you saw tonight um, a terrific performance. Do I expect them to go to Kansas City and put up 63? No, I don't. But do any of you doubt if they were replaying this game at Allegiant Stadium with Kansas City in 11 days, does anyone here think that result may not be different? I'm not saying that they win, but you not think it's a heck of a lot closer? I do. This team is gelling. Um, you see some great moves. Champ Kelly goes and gets Jack Jones. You see some other things happening and just how they put this whole thing together. Um, you're seeing guys make plays. And they're stepping up and no quit. And for people that said, you know, Devontae, you know, he's just, you know, mad because he's not getting the ball more. Well, let me just tell you this. Devontae Adams tonight had 12 uh, receptions and he was targeted 12 times. Okay. He was happy. He was on the sideline laughing, partying, having a good time. And uh, one TD. But you saw this team tonight play their best game of the season. Now, I understand because I saw some of your emails and comments about, oh, really concerned the defense gave up 21. Okay, when they were playing a bunch of backups. Just letting you know, um, I think some of it was a little bit of the defense. Okay, they we've been rolling them all night. And to the Chargers' credit, they didn't quit. But some of it was backups, and and they're backups who need experience. I think the other thing that you can come to with this game was uh, young players. How about Malcolm Coons? I mean, this guy is a guy, as you know, we have been lauding all season and all last season and said he needed to step up said he needed to continue to become better. He needed to do those things, and he is. 
I thought Tyree Wilson again tonight had another big performance, just a big one. And you're watching young players emerge. I think that was important. I want to read you some of these defensive stats to Because I thought they were very telling. So let's just talk about um, Divine Diablo, 12 tackles. And then a ton of other guys, 1, 2, 3, 7, 11, 15, 19, 23, and 26 other guys. 27 defenders made tackles tonight. That is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. That is, you know, eight people scored touchdowns, you know, and what did I just say? 26 people made tackles. This was the best performance of the Raiders all year. And if you want to be a person, it doesn't matter if they don't go beat the Chiefs. Okay, that's fine. You're welcome to any opinion you want. I'm not going to entertain you tonight. This team, if they went out, I believe will make the playoffs. I did. I've told you all year. I didn't think that they would make it with nine wins. Um, I think if they run the table, they will get in. It's still not a guarantee, but I think there's a good shot. Just the way. I mean, they've got games against the the Chiefs. They've got games against the Broncos, and one against Indianapolis. So I think there's a good chance that they would get in if they run the table. So they're still alive with three games to go. This is what you expect want. This is what you want. But I want to get into the imprint that Antonio Pierce has put on this team. And make no mistake, he has. He's absolutely put his stamp on this team. And you see the fight, the vigor. They lose Josh Jacobs. They lose Andre James. They lose... um, um, Colton Miller. And what do they do? Keep grinding. And that's Antonio Pierce. And he was very spirited this week. And, and he said after the game that, and that the players picked him up. He was really down on Tuesday. And they picked him up. Because that's what leaders do. And to his credit, he has not made this about him. He has made this about um, he has made it about the players, about the Raiders. And I think he has set himself up with a tremendous opportunity to win this job. A tremendous opportunity to win this job. And let's just go through. Okay. He made it very clear this team was going to attack more. And they listened. Multiple starters out. No quit. The guys wanted to be there. They wanted to fight. They wanted to scrap. Um, you could see it all night. Again, I don't know what you see on television, but you could see it all night on the sidelines, even warming up. This this team was jacked up. And they were ready to fight. And here they are on national TV. And they just put that performance out there for the whole nation to see. Now, they have one more national game, which is Christmas Day, which is, I think, 11. Well, uh, I'm, I'm taping this after midnight, so 10 days from now. 
in Kansas City, which is a big deal. And they have a chance to go out and make another statement on national TV. And this is where this team is demonstrating. I've talked all week. This is not a rebuild. Okay. You can make an argument that there are positions that can be upgraded. And that's on every team every year. I don't care if you just won the Super Bowl. But your special teams are phenomenal. Your defense is playing out of their mind. And you got an offense with a ton of weapons and a lot of young weapons. You know, Trey Tucker <clears throat> makes scores a touchdown. And people were going after him. I even muted a couple of people, just called them horrific names because he bobbled the ball. Okay, he's a rookie. Remember, and everyone likes to forget this, there were a lot of people calling Colton Miller a bust after year one or even during his rookie year. You know, there were people that said Peyton Manning was a bust in the rookie, in the rookie type. And so those are very important things for you to really assimilate. You know, there's a reason that you hear me say all the time, all the time, I temper all expectations with rookies. The adjustment to the NFL is very difficult. Well, look at this guy. He did good. Okay, he did. But look at the NBA right now. Does anybody think the NBA is better when, you know, players could come right out of high school? No. And I, th- I, don't, I don't even know that it's better with players coming after one year. I think the NBA is a much better product. Remember when guys used to have to stay like they do in football to mature, to grow up? I'm not trying to tell the NBA what to do. I just think their game would be better if they said, hey, you got to play three years in the G League or three years um, at a college, and then you'll be draft eligible like football. Just that maturity. There are things that people have to learn. I mean, Malcolm Kuntz right now is literally playing – at a fantastic level. He's third year guy. It's a guy that earlier in the year we said this is, I, I've told you this all the time. I've covered this team for four years and I've said it a lot more than four years. Third year guys are when you expect, okay, this is your prove it time now. You can't talk anymore about potential in year three. It's somewhere in year three, it has to become not potential, but substantial. Malcolm's doing that. You just, I, I know we live in an instant gratification society, but that is not reality. It's not reality. And people have to grow. They have to mature. I mean, just this week, you saw him interview with Tyree. He's not even 100% yet. They didn't expect him to be 100% until next year. So I think that's a very important point that young players make in plays and then they get confidence. My son right now is is just a few days short of 17 months old. <laughs> what a gift from God he is to our family. God, we all just love him so much. And Dexter Ernest Wayne, um, <clears throat> he's just learned how to walk. And so he's nervous. He doesn't he'll 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 let go and then decide, well, I'm gonna sit down and crawl because he's nervous. 
I'm not trying to make this about my family. Some of these guys have come from schools where, like Tyree, he dominated. Nobody had his size, his speed, his strength. What is, was his get-off great? No. But it was a lot worse at the start of the season when he played because of the injury. Now, it wasn't great in college, but it was worse because of the injury. Malcolm Kuntz comes from Buffalo, had everything that you like, the bend, the, the ability to move, okay? He took some time to learn to get confidence. That's how the move from Buffalo to the NFL. The move from Alabama to the NFL is big enough, let alone Buffalo. And so I temper expectations with rookies, and I always will. But you saw tonight young players. Now, I talked about some things I wanted to see. Number one was the offense to come out and rebound. 63 points, not all of that offense. I get it. But enough said. They rebounded. I talked about I want to see the defense stay consistent. Yep, I, I talked to you earlier about why some of those points were scored um, in the second half. But I think they did exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see coaches step up. And they did. And they did. I told you I wanted to see the fans to be able to leave celebrating. This was the worst attended game I've seen here. I don't know how many, but thousands, in my opinion, of empty seats. Okay, Thursday night game, two struggling teams, and the Chargers and their 10 fans don't travel very well. I get it. But the fans that were here were loud. They had something to cheer. And that was important. I th I think it was a you too. Sorry, somebody just told me bye. Um, I think that was important for this team. Vitally important for Aiden's confidence. I've told you all along. I've seen a lot from Aiden O'Connell to to tell me. I don't think you can make a decision yet that he's not a QB one. I don't think you can. But he's that he's not a QB one. But I think he continues to stack things that tell us he could be. Hey, he's got three more games. You don't think he goes and continues to play the way he's playing? And you don't think at some point he makes a decision for the Raiders difficult about, man, what do we do with our rook? Let me just give you an read this to you real quick. I want to double check my information. Yeah, zero interceptions tonight. And he threw the ball a lot. I don't know what I said. I think I said 34 times. No interceptions. Okay. He's giving them something. He's giving you something to be encouraged about. Am I sitting here tonight at Allegiant Stadium or this morning? And am I ready to tell you? that I don't think the Raiders need to go pick a quarterback in the next draft. And I think Aiden O'Connell is the next Kenny Stadler. No. Am I here telling you I think he could be a next really good one? Yeah. Yes. And I'm also going to tell you, they probably need to go get another quarterback in the draft. Now, how well he plays may tell you where you pick that next quarterback. You may be able to say, man, I think he's playing real well. We want to ride him into next year. Let's look and see if there's a guy we like we can pick up in the third or fourth round. Okay. And then go get a veteran. But he's still playing. 
And there is nothing yet that's made me say, no, it's time to move on. Now, Bohart agree. I made this comment. I said, Bohart agree has shown me that he could potentially be a offensive coordinator in the NFL. But he's not shown me that he is right now. I even talked earlier last week. So if AP gets the job, meaning if Bo didn't improve, go get an experienced OC. Okay, you you telling me if Bo continues to call games like he did tonight, his team continues to adapt, to make changes, and to, and to you know, do all of that, that he can't be an OC one or OC one. OC? I've not seen anything that tells me he can't. And like Aiden, if he continues on this, I could very well see him keeping his job. Now let's go to Antonio Pierce. Okay. What'd you see again this week? Leadership. Nobody on this team and organization saw zero points last week. It was a lot of things that went bad, but they responded. They responded to coaching. He, he put his foot down, and I don't mean that anybody had quit or it was a disciplinary issue. I'm not saying that. But he put his foot down, and he said, this is what we're going to do. And they did it, and they fouled. Uh, again, with Aiden and Bo, I've told you I've seen some things that concern me. But I didn't think you could preclude their future. I just said I didn't know. I have not seen one thing from Antonio Pierce that tells me he cannot be a head coach in the National Football League. Not one. You say, well, what about throwing the, the, the first challenge flag? Okay. Rookie coaches make rookie mistakes. He puts somebody up in the box to tell them when to challenge. The next time he challenged, it gets overturned. But he was told by someone who had a Replay view, challenge it. That's not on him. Every coach has that guy. I've not seen anything from him. I see leadership. I see poise. I see um, strength. And for people calling him a rah-rah coach, that is ridiculous. You are entitled to any opinion you want, but it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, is he a rah-rah emotional guy like Max Crosby? Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, you don't kick off Teamer and Peters if you're just a rah-rah guy. You don't walk into that building this week and tell the team that's unacceptable, not tolerating it. This is what we're going to do. And, oh, by the way, it worked. He's made adjustments. Puts his OC upstairs and look what you get. I just, I know that we live in an instant gratification society. And I'm not speaking at the mall. I'm not speaking, I'm trying to think of a better word. I want to use a different word. I'm not speaking in generalities. I'm trying to make it clear that. You're seeing a, a young coach progress, but making the right decisions and guys responding. I mean, look at Jack Jones. This is a kid that, you know, played at Arizona State where Antonio Pierce happened to have coached. 
This is a guy that Antonio Pierce said he needed a locker room. And I thought we had one that would keep him on the straight and narrow. But Jack Jones has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you're looking at guys step up and make plays. You're seeing young guys get played, which is very important to champ. It's very important to AP. And these guys are responding. So what's the complete recap? The first thing is they're not as bad as many of you thought after the Minnesota game. Oh, let's rebuild. Let's tank. No, guys. No. This isn't a tank team. Even if you decide to go on and get a different coach or a different GM, I'm sorry, it's not a tank team. This is not a rebuild team. Too many weapons all over the place. Special teams, offense, defense. Okay, do you have some positions you can upgrade? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not saying they don't. But there are too many weapons to just throw it all away and go rebuild. And I think you saw that tonight. So not as bad as you thought that as many of you thought they were last week. Nor do I think they're as good as some of you are going to think. This isn't a 63-point-a-game team. But they go out and get 24 in Kansas City. I think they win that ballgame. I do. They go get 24 up in Kansas City on Christmas Day. I think the Raiders get the win. I think that's the magic number. Magic number. I said I thought this team would win nine games. They're six and eight with three games left. So they could finish nine and eight, which is what I thought they were all along. And if they sneak into the playoffs at nine and eight, good for them. I think they would probably lose in the first round. But because that's where I think this team is right now. But man, what a job that would be. The fact that you have three games left and Antonio Pierce has you still competing for playoffs says a lot. So the recap is the Raiders continue to emerge. The Raiders continue to make significant progress. The Raiders aren't yet a Super Bowl contender. But they're nowhere near as bad as they looked with a one-week window last week. Even though last week's special teams and defense looked great, I think you're seeing the offense come. And I think it's predicated on better quarterback play, which you got tonight. I think you had against the Chiefs. And it's predicated on attacking, attacking, attacking. And I think if you're a Raider today, you're going into Christmas and you're feeling really good. The next time this team plays, you will have be sitting in your living room or maybe at the game. And you will be um, basking in the post-present fun of Christmas morning, getting ready to watch your team play. Excited. Excited. And you should be. There are so many reasons around this franchise to be excited. Um, I'm telling you, Mark Davis tonight is excited. Is excited. These players excited. These fans excited. You're excited, I'm sure. And that should make you happy. You can see hope. 
you can look down and see, okay, there's hope. Now, I'm not trying to persuade you. You're welcome to be negative. I know plenty of you are. But this team is improved. This team, right now, if they lined up and played last year's team, would whoop them. That's improvement. And I don't think that you can undersell Antonio Pierce. And I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people, because they were frustrated with last week's loss, they had no mini camps, OTAs, training camps. There's past the trade deadline. And now you notice there was a lot of new wrinkles in the offense. Not really other than moving bow upstairs. There's a couple of little ones, but most of those wrinkles have been in the playbook since they took over, but they have to be in the right place to call them. They're growing now. Now, let me give you another angle. The Chiefs saw a lot tonight as far as plays, schemes, um, stuff they ran out of different sets that now they're going to have to go back and, and re uh, game plan for. So they've got a game in three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, three days. And then they've only got seven days to prepare for, or have eight days because it's a Monday night game, but to prepare for the next one. And they got to scheme for some new stuff. And oh, by the way, with all this time, the hard agree Pierce group now gets to add more. Gets to add more. Um, that's pretty cool. The players have tomorrow off. They got a Friday off. They're having their Christmas party as a team tomorrow. That'll be a blast for them, I'm sure. But I want to remind you, this is an improving football team. And I think that should be exciting for you. Okay. I want to address one other quick thing. Um, I went out to J-Lot tonight, which is where people tailgate. And there wasn't a lot of tailgaters. Um, now, I left probably two and a half hours before the game and came inside. And at the time, I asked Zeke Trezevant, who was with me, um, what he thought. We figured about 25% of the lot was tailgating. Um, that's about an hour and a half after it opens. I'm sure it was more full by game time. I just don't know how full. So I'm only telling you based on what was there when I was there. And I met so many amazing Raider fans. And I'm going to tell you, the more I meet you guys and get to know you, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. And so many of them offered us food and drink and, and uh, asked to take pictures and all kinds of stuff and got to meet so many of you. And what I thought was cool was there were Charger fans walking through there and people were giving them food and being really nice. And, oh, yeah, they were razzed them. Boy, came a long way to lose. And are you one of the 10 Charger fans? And, and uh, Raiders, uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, kids going through there. Uh, I didn't, you know, the Raider fans give such a bad reputation. I, I just want to encourage you. If you, I, I don't know if J-Lot is, is, is sold out. I have no idea. But if you can ever get a pass into J-Lot or just go there and tailgate, and if you can't park somewhere else and just walk to J-Lot, it is literally like a huge party. Um, I don't remember all of them, but there was one called, um, I think it was Oonts or Oonts Nation. 
There was Wrecking Crew, um, Uncle Jack. I met Uncle Jack, um, Vegas Ralph. There were just so many. I don't want to, because I, I apologize if I stopped at your tailgate and I don't remember the name that you had for it. I met a ton of people, so I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I'm going to come back. I'm probably going to come back for the Broncos game. That's kind of what I'm thinking is I'll be back. Wait a minute. That better be the game I'm talking about because Kansas City and Indianapolis are on the road. So anyways, um, but I'm going to come back. But um, next year, Dexter will be a little bit older. I told my wife, I'm going to bring her to a tailgate there. I want her to just meet all you guys. And I, I want my son, Dexter, to, and you know, he'll be two and a half next year, to enjoy um, a tailgate. I want them raised around enjoying the game of football. And I just want to say this to you, Raider Nation. This win tonight, I hope you enjoy it. This has been a rough several years for you. It's been a long time. And I know it's not a playoff win. I know it's not like you just beat Kansas City. But you beat an AF West, AFC West rival that you lost to earlier in the year. And you did it dominant. You set NFL records. You set franchise records. That's pretty cool. And there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. There's a lot of reasons to have hope. And I know after last week, a lot of people were having trouble finding those, which surprised me because I thought special teams and defense were so good. That's Two-thirds of the game of football. That right there should have told you how close you were. But you got a coach now who's not afraid to put a boot in people's rear. He's proven it. He's an attacker. I'm sorry. And, and, and I know this makes people angry. I wish you could read all the email I get. When I say I'm not a fan, I'm not. But I'm a respecter. And I respect this franchise and I respect this fan base. And when I was growing up as a little boy in Michigan, you knew almost every Monday night it's going to be Raiders. And one thing, and, and because I, I'm from Michigan, by the way, I met a lot, of, a lot of people today tailgating from Canada. So it was great to meet all my Canuck brothers and sisters up there. So nice to meet fellow people from the North Country. Um, it was kind of weird. I joked with one of them. I said, it's kind of weird being here in December with no snow. So anyways, but um, you knew the Raiders attacked, 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 attacked. Now, I've been telling you this for several weeks. If you watch that game, you saw the Raiders' defense is pounding people. Boy, they're physical. And tonight you saw the offense attack. They're not going to go put 63 on the board at Kansas City. But they're going to go to Kansas City with more plays in the playbook, rested, and they're going to attack. It's going to be a whole different team than the Chiefs played here at Allegiant. You got a head coach that has that locker room wrapped around that finger. They trust him. They believe in him. When he speaks, they listen. And they respond. And you got coaches and players putting in maximum effort. That's a good deal. That's a recap. Christmas came early, Raider Nation. And I hope this gave you a, a jolt 
Nobody's fooling anybody. This isn't a complete package. But it's a better package. And it's getting better. It's already got a better head coach. And it's moving in the right direction. As your complete recap. Eight players score. Eight. Eight. Franchise record points scored in the game. Now remember, you had Al Davis coaching in the AFL. And he never put that many points up. There was hope, optimism. In my opinion, other than when the Raiders played the Chargers to go to the playoffs, this was the best crowd as far as noise and being into it the entire game. I didn't hear a Chiefs fan cheer one time. I'm sure that they did. I'm just saying I didn't hear it. This was a Raider crowd tonight. And you did it on national TV. Look how terrible you looked against Detroit. Luckily, the Minnesota game wasn't a national game, but Detroit was. And tonight on national TV, you demoralized the Chargers. You beat them in every way. You demoralized them. There's a lot here, a lot to chew on. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas. I have a big surprise coming for you. I think Monday. A big one. Big one. Real big. I think you're going to love it. I'm not going to say anything because it's. I want it done and in the bag before I tell you about it. But you know we're going to have podcasts every single day, articles every single day telling you the story of what's going on with your Raiders. Very much reasons for you to be optimistic. And if you don't want to be, that's great. But I'm a reporter. So my job is when things are bad to tell you, things are bad. And it's my job to tell you when things are good. Right now, things are good. Again, not a Super Bowl team. Yes, there's holes, but they're improving in every direction. A lot to be happy for. So remember, you can follow me on Instagrams, uh, IG, at Hondo SR, Hondo Senior. You can follow me on Twitter at Hondo Carpenter at H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R. Remember, you can watch our podcast also on Spotify um, or um, Apple, where they're just audio only. And on our audio only places, um, we also do a second podcast every day that's really, really cool. Um that's just five or 10 minutes. It's just an exclusive for our audio only. So I do two podcasts a day. Hope to see you all there. Thank you tonight or this morning for watching, listening, and being a part of it. This one was for you, Raider Nation. They gave you a, that was a gift you needed. And to all the players, good people. I tell you all the time, I love to see good people succeed. This organization is run by good people. And so are their fans. Thanks, everybody. God bless you again. Merry Christmas. And happy Hanukkah. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.